So today I am speaking with Michelle Paradise, who has been working in the field of human behavior and self-development for almost 20 years, with a particular focus on trauma and anxiety. She is a certified practitioner and trainer in NLP, a certified practitioner of havening techniques, and a certified clinical hypnotherapist. She's also a personal development coach with Deepak Chopra on his digital wellness platform and has over 30 videos demonstrating havening techniques called the Healing Haven. Michelle is um, also doing a master's degree with Dr. Gabor Mate, who is one of my absolute favorites, and he's a leading specialist in childhood trauma and addiction. Michelle works on Zoom internationally and also has offices in Beverly Hills and Harley Street. She's an author, speaker and trainer. So thank you so much for being here, Michelle. I'm very excited to uh, speak with you specifically about um, uh, havening uh, in, in relation to stress and trauma and fear and anxiety and panic and all these things that I believe many, many people are experiencing at the moment. I know this from the people I'm speaking with, the stuff I'm seeing online. A lot of people are struggling with their emotions. Mm. And, and I think for many, this is a traumatic time. And, you know, just thinking of Gabor Mate, actually, he, he talks about the, the four psychological triggers for stress being uh, lack of information and, or confusion, uncertainty, loss of control, and emotional isolation. And I, what I realized was, oh my goodness, this current situation is actually providing for many all four of those triggers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really interested at the moment in exploring and sharing various techniques with people to really help them through this time. And um, havening is a technique that I have used and I would really love for us to share um, that with people and for you to share your expertise around that. Um, so I guess probably the best place to start is actually explaining to us what havening is and uh, how it actually works and how it's kind of applicable to, to the current time. If you could sort of set that up for us and give us a bit of an understanding, that would be awesome. First of all, thank you for inviting me on. I'm honored to be on your podcast. And um, yeah, we're, we're very aligned. So I'm sure this will be quite enjoyable uh, for both of us. I, um, I'll just give you a little background of what happens to the brain, if that's okay. Yes, so please, that do. Helps, please do. Helps to really understand what havening then does. So if you imagine that this is the brain and it looks like this, so this would be the cortex and this would be the prefrontal cortex. And um, what happens is we are electrochemical beings. So stimulus comes into our bodies uh, and our minds, like somebody says something or we see something on the news or we get some very hard news from a friend. And that goes up our, our spinal column into our brainstem. And this happens very quickly. And it hits what... Uh, we refer to as the reptilian brain where we have the autonomic nervous system. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you have sweaty palms or shortness of breath or, you know, symptoms of sort of panic and high anxiety. And then it carries up into the mammalian brain, which is, has the limbic system. And if you put your thumb there, that would represent the amygdala, which is sort of this almond shaped um, gland. 
and um, this is also where the emotions are and the fight flight freeze mm. aspect of like the survival mode mm. that I think so many people are in at the moment. Um, I refer to it as collective trauma, you know, and yes. it, we're all experiencing it in different ways. So what happens is, let's say we watch the news and we hear terrible statistics or we get some hard news about a family member that goes up and it goes bang and we have the physical response to it. Then we have the emotional response to it. But what is, what is the important bit is that the prefrontal cortex here is where we have things like good judgment, behavior, um, clarity, grounding. And, and what happens is that literally flips its lid. So it goes offline. And then we can feel really ungrounded, really overwhelmed, very anxious. Mm -hmm. And what havening does is it helps us to self-regulate so we can bring the prefrontal cortex back online. We can, we can relax the amygdala because it's quite inflamed at this point, And we can bring this all back online and we have, we're back into calm. We're back into relaxation and we've, we've downregulated the stress. So why is havening important to that? Or how does it help? What it is, it's a, psychosensory therapy so there are three pillars of um of healing and the first one is um, the psychologies and then there's the pharma psychologies um and then there's the psychosensory and psychosensory is the one i'm talking about so that's mind body connection mm -hmm. they all have their place and they're all very helpful however i particularly like this one because um first of all it's free one of okay. my favorite words it's absolutely free. You don't have to buy medication. You don't have to see anyone. I can teach you how to do it quite, quite easily. You can work with practitioners, but all you need are your hands clean, of course. And it's, um, it's something that you can do for yourself almost any time of the day to bring yourself back online and calm down. Um, it was developed by Dr. Uh, Ron Rudin, who is, uh, a neuropharmacologist in New York about almost 30 years ago. And I was very lucky to be trained by him uh, several years ago when they started training practitioners. And what we do is we, we originally we facilitated it. So I would apply the havening technique onto a person and it would look like this. You would touch three parts of their body with their permission, of course, to their face. And this releases the highest level of delta waves and delta waves as I'm sure you know, are your deep sleep and mm -hmm. healing state. And, and in this situation, what we want to do is put you in a safe space so that whatever traumas you're dealing with that you might need to revisit, we do something called event havening, so you revisit a trauma, um, you're in a safe space. So this, this you know, is 80%, I believe, of delta wave download. And the second one is shoulders to elbows, Mm -hmm. And it's in a circular motion. So it's not down and back up. It's down and around. And that's mm -hmm. really important that you get that right. And that's about 60 to 50 to 60% of uh, delta wave download. And then it's the hands as if you're sort of wiping sand off your hands. Mm -hmm. And that's, let's say 20 to 30%. Now, if you look at these three parts of your body, they are instinctive self soothing areas. Mm -hmm. Is you'll notice when people are stressed, they frequently put their hands in their, their head in their hands, huh? or they may stroke their temples, or they might touch their face. Mm -hmm. um, we know that a hug is very soothing. So this yes. is like a hug 
right? Yes. And people will, sometimes if they're in a really bad way, they will actually hug themselves and rock. And yes. It's very self Oh, I see that. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I think we all have at some point. <laughs> yes, we have. And these are hardwired at birth. And the third one, the hands, you'll see people doing this with their hands or pulling their knuckles, yes. sometimes rubbing their hands together. Yeah, we don't even so think about it. We do do that stuff, but we, as yeah. you say, it's just, it's really inbuilt. And I just a, a quick little aside, I was doing, uh, I was doing a presentation at an actor's workshop in LA and I had a, a quite a tough crowd. And this woman was in the audience and she was like, yeah, I don't know about this stuff. I did a demo and, it, and the demo went quite well, but but I, so I said, you know, what is your question? And so we started talking about it and it transpired that she was a retired nurse and she was in um, neonatal NICU, which are the very, very premature babies that mm. now live and, you know, a decade ago probably didn't survive. And she shared with me something that they've, they've done white papers on it and things. She said, the, the baby in the incubator does three things to self-soothe. It holds its head in its hands like that it hugs itself and it clasps its hands together. Wow. Which I thought was just brilliant because it aligns so much with, with the, you know, the premise of what havening techniques is. So if a client came to me with whatever issues they had, I would apply with their permission. I get a written consent form from them. Um, these three parts of their body and um, they would visit something like an event uh, that was very traumatizing to them, or maybe they would do some affirmational havening, which I'm going to do with, with you, you and your listeners today. Um, and uh, there's all different kinds of havening. There's role havening. I won't go into all of it. But what, okay, so what we also different. There are various different forms of it, various different techniques for different, for different things. Yes, I was... Um, very interested in the fact that I had a traumatic birth, which might sound strange, but I was very interested in how that affected me. Mm. So I started to explore something that I put together called birth havening. So it, um, because what happens with so many clients I've noticed over the years is you can get so far with them. You can make a lot of progress and then sometimes they get stuck. So yeah. I started to look at their birth. So it's on my intake questionnaire. I asked people, can you find out or do you know if you've had a traumatic birth? So I was umbilical cord around the neck and the further oh, wow. I came out, the more I was suffocating, which was traumatic for myself and of course my mother. So um, I now, when I find that out, I can, I can do birth havening. So we go back into the birth, into, into, into utero and back out through the birth canal, but we set the whole thing up that, you know, it's a, it's a much better, like for example, using myself, it would be a rebirthing of me. So I would have had a much more natural, non-traumatic birth yes. um, before, during, and after. And that really can change the neurochemicals of, yeah. of a memory. So that's amazing. I, so that's fantastic. one way to do it. Role havening is one of my favorite where I actually can sit with a client and I will take on the, the mantle of being their mother, their father, their sister, whoever they're struggling with. And they will talk to me whilst they're being havened by me, uh, usually, but in, in this current climate, which I'll go into in a minute, we can't touch people, obviously. Mm -hmm. So they will get out all their stress and anxiety and perhaps the person is deceased. So they get to have that conversation with them that they 
haven't been able to have in real time. And it's quite profound how it shifts the person. Uh, because whilst they're havening or whilst I'm havening them, I'm keeping them in a safe place and yeah. I'm checking in with them the whole time to make sure that they're okay. And, you know, there can be ab reactions, of course. Um, and there are things we can do for that. You know, we can pause and do some perhaps affirmational havening to mm -hmm. ground them. Um, so what happens now is I can't touch people. I can't even be near people mm -hmm. as most of us can. Yeah. So there's something called self havening, which I teach my clients anyway to do in between sessions to expedite their healing. Mm -hmm. But as we're in this very unique moment, um, it's great that I can sit on camera like I am with you and I could haven with you, which creates mirror neurons. So I would perhaps self-haven myself while you self-havened and watched me. Uh -huh. And then we have this mirror neuron exchange, which intensifies the whole, the whole yes. Uh, yes. situation and helps the healing even Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Could you elaborate just, just briefly on, on that? Because I think maybe, maybe some people listening may not understand what mirror neurons are or how, how that actually works. Okay, I'll do the very simple explanation of it, which I think is all we need, mm -hmm. is that you are mirroring me and we are sharing this energy. Mm -hmm. we're, we're passing it back and forth to each other. And if it's mm -hmm. positive, obviously, we're going to have a sympathetic resonance yes. or a limbic resonance. And if it's not, of course, it's going to go in the other direction, which I would never go there. So yes, it's uh, for a lot of people, even when um, I am in session with them, a lot of people do not like to be touched because perhaps their trauma had to do with touch. Yes. You know, uh, their body being touched in a way they didn't want to or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity for me to actually do this behavioring to myself and have them mirror me. And yes. then we create this, this passing back and forth of, neurons does that does that help to explain yeah it? absolutely absolutely and i'm just thinking you know it, it kind of i guess people can understand it on the flip side as well like when you're with somebody that's behaving in perhaps a very negative way you can feel you start yeah. to feel that absolutely on we on absorb that energy in that space with the person yes absolutely. of course so yeah we need to be very careful who we what we watch and who we surround ourselves with i think yeah. um, and and on the subject of mirrors, um, you can actually self-haven in front of a mirror, which really amplifies it Ooh, as well. Good tip. There's other therapists, and I think Robert Holden does things with mirrors, if ah, I recall. Okay, yes. I, I, he does a technique with mirrors, and it really amplifies the healing, the, you know, the yeah, benefit that you get from the healing. Absolutely. And so people can, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that people can use uh, havening techniques either for so either for past things so it can be all sorts of different you know getting over all sorts of different things in the past but also in the moment um mm -hmm. when when those feelings arise and and i know a lot of people at the moment are telling me they're they're waking up in a panic or they're they're getting them they see something and then they feel the you know they feel the emotions rising and 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 they they go into exactly. a bit of a spin yeah Good point. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share a little story to illustrate how mm -hmm. beautifully that works. When I first started training, it was very early, early on in my training, and I, I like to think I have a healthy cynicism of things when mm -hmm. I'm learning them. I, I like to, you know, a little, little skepticism. It 
never hurts. So I thought, this seems so simple. How can this? And there's a lot of science behind it, by the way. But yes. We don't have time. And yeah. if your listeners are interested, I can certainly provide a video that will illustrate that. Anyway, I was, um, I, not, no one knows this, so I'll share this. I have low blood pressure, usually around 90 over 60. Mm-hmm. And it's fine for me. I, you know, I get a bit tired, but otherwise it's fine. So I have a blood pressure cuff, um, mm-hmm. as you do. And I got some very hard news about a family member. This was uh, several years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could just, because you just reminded me, I could just feel myself like getting hotter and my blood pressure rising mm-hmm. and my, my prefrontal cortex going offline, uh-huh. flipping its lid. And I thought, I don't know why, but I had a moment of clarity and thought, I'm going to pop the blood pressure cuff on just to see. And I was 172 over 128, wow. which was pretty high. For most people, it's high, but it, for me, it was just mm. off the charts. And I thought, okay, I'm going to test this havening. So I sat on the end of the bed and I started self-havening. And I, I did affirmational havening. And I said things like, um, I, choose to be, I choose to be calm. Mm. I choose to feel safe. I choose to cool down. And um, I just kept doing that. I did it for seven to 10 minutes, mm. not believing I was going to get the result that I got. Pop the blood pressure cuff back on. And I think I was about 128 over 82 which was good. Uh, still a bit high for me, but, yeah, but know, in a few well minutes. within the normal range. Yeah. I know. Extraordinary. So that really convinced me of how well this works. I mean, you know, medic- meditation can do that as well. Mm-hmm. But this, it just seems to do it so much more quickly because you're just flooding yourself with these yeah. delta waves. Yeah. And I think what, what, I'm, what I'm feeling with this, and, and this is from my own, my own kind of experience and reflection, but also others that I'm speaking with, Many people say, oh, if you feel super stressed and fearful and anxious, just meditate. But I think when you're in that state, you're in that, your nervous system is in that heightened state. To sit and just meditate for many people is is really difficult. They need to do something, you know, and this is why I love this technique, but also, you know, breath work, anything that is affecting our our body or it's an activity that we're doing, which can have an immediate um, effect on us. Yeah. Um, that's a, that brings me to a really good point. For example, when you do event havening, it has several distraction techniques in it as well. And it's super important when your prefrontal cortex is flipping out that you can create some distractions. Mm-hmm. So we have a lateral eye movement where you keep the head straight and you just move the eyes and you can mm-hmm. do it behind closed eyeballs, just move them to the left and the right. That's yeah. a distraction that, that um, helps the brain to kind of begin to reset. And we even hum that there's a part of it that you hum. You might just hum a nursery rhyme or happy birthday. And we also count. So for event havening, which is one of the, one of the more profound ones that we use uh, for people that have had, um, you know, pre-existing traumas, uh, you will, I will haven them they will revisit, it can be content free, by the way, which is really good. You don't have to get into all the details of what the trauma mm-hmm. was. You just can, we do a SUDS, uh, you know, scale of zero to 10, zero being I feel nothing and 10, I'm highly activated. Mm-hmm. And then I would start the havening with them and get them to close their eyes if that feels comfortable to them. Mm-hmm. And we pick, um, we have 
prearranged where we're going. So mm -hmm. we might walk on a beach, we might yeah. walk up steps, we might walk through a park mm -hmm. and they will count backwards, which is another distraction because the brain is used to counting forwards. So you actually have to think about it. And I yes. might get them to count backwards from 30, or I might get them to count backwards in twos from 30. So uh -huh. 30, 28, 26. Yeah, and that cool. really yeah. distracts you from it. So there, there's that element of distraction that also helps this process um, yeah. to, to sort of move more quickly and be more efficacious and it's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And sometimes, you know, very often we can, we can de-link and decode a traumatic memory in one session. And wow. I've seen it done. I've been part of doing it. You know, it's, it's there, it's real. Sometimes people have layers and layers of trauma to do with a, a pre-existing trauma. Yeah. So that takes a little bit more time. And then there are things, as I said, role havening, affirmational havening, havening, transpirational havening, which is imagine a big oak tree and the roots are holding the emotion that mm -hmm. you want to get to want to transpire or expire. And you, we sort of shimmy it up out onto the branches, out onto the leaves, and it evaporates. Mm. And that's what I get the client to imagine as they're doing it. So there's a lot of... Um, very powerful visualizations in it as well. You know, like walking on the beach, creating the, the content, the context of that safe situation. Yeah, you have to be careful. Absolutely. Some people don't like the water. So that's why I always have to check in with them. Yes. You have to be careful. You know, We're all some people so different, have aren't issues we? with things. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I love, I just love the fact that there's, it's like a toolkit of all these different um elements that you can can use and and different techniques for different things and just just building on your point about um about trauma about past trauma you know one of the reasons why people are certain people are feeling so much trauma at the moment isn't just the current event it's a, almost a resurfacing or a re-triggering of past trauma right Absolutely. I've been saying this to clients and on, I've done a couple of wellness workshops. If you have pre-existing trauma that has not been processed, this mm -hmm. will activate, completely activate it. It'll put a spotlight on it. And if several of my clients, you know, because I'm early on with them, they are really, really struggling. Uh, yes. Because as, as Gabor says, and I, I wish I had said this, so I will certainly give him the credit for it. <laughs> um, the, the absolute you know the cause of trauma the core of trauma is dislocation and we are going through so much dislocation at the moment yes. and you know we're dislocated from our tribes whatever that is whether it's our families mm -hmm. our work colleagues um familiarity is gone we are dislocated from the human touch yeah you know, when when did a when did a handshake become a weapon mm -hmm. when did a sneeze become something yeah. more than saying Bless you, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's turned everything around. So we have this incredible dislocation of so many things mm -hmm. in our lives. And you're absolutely right. I, I like to refer to the um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross five, five stages yes. of grief. Grief, yes. And we, and even she talks about it. You, you're not, you're not really ever just grieving the thing you're grieving. There's a collective grief yes. that is stored up inside of you. And sometimes you don't grieve a person who has passed at the time they have passed for whatever reason. Yeah. And you might be grieving them now, or you may grieving the, lo the loss of relationships or yeah. careers or whatever, but grief is grief. 
it yeah, doesn't so we have just to move have through to the process, it. right? It's not something you can bypass. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They're bypassing. And this is why it's so important at the moment for people to process what's going on. Because as you said, when it's not processed, and we know from Gabor Mato's teachings, right? When it's not processed, it stores in the body. It doesn't yep. just go away. It's in no. there when the body <laughs> says no. One of the best books ever. It's, it's, it's stored. And so this is yeah. why we're seeing a lot of this stuff coming up and why it's so, so important that even though it's painful, mm. we understand that it's a natural process and we just have to go through that processing and use various techniques Absolutely. to help us with that. Yeah. yeah. So what I just want to sorry. say about, sorry, I just want to say one thing about the five stages of grief, just to, cause some people I think struggle with the, how they process them, you know, so it's, um, denial isolation which we're certainly in um it's a uh, anger bargaining depression mm. and acceptance it's not linear and i just want to i know some people think it is linear but i personally don't think it is and i think that it's also um you know not methodical so in other words you can have be having a pretty good day in the midst of all of this and get to the acceptance stage mm -hmm. and you could wake up tomorrow morning and look at your phone or whatever and there's something there and it can take you right back to ground zero so I, I just want people to be very compassionate with themselves and hold a space for themselves, whichever one of those they are in. And please hold a space for others because we're not all processing these five stages in the yes. same way and at yes. the same time. Yeah, that's such an important... That's what I wanted to say such, about that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because I, I think that's such an important point. And, and I know there's there's there's... At the moment, it feels like there's a lot of judgment happening. Um, I've experienced it even myself. You know, I've had people say to me things like, I can't believe you're okay with this, or I can't believe you're not stressed, or I've heard others saying, I can't believe how that person's behaving. They're being irrational. So we're making all these judgments because we're basing it on our own experience. And, and so I think recognizing yeah. that everybody is having their own individual experience which is based on so many different factors we just have to accept that understand it and, and honor it yeah and if you think of the first one i split it into denial isolation which is what she says and if you think about it a lot of us are happy not happy with but we're, we're very blot you know we will agree to the isolation we won't make a fuss about it we won't break any rules but there are people that are in denial and they're out there breaking some of the rules and that's where the judgment comes up and but remember that they're dealing with it differently mm -hmm. and that is really not for us to say of course we don't want it to impact on our own lives negatively or the lockdown negatively but we're not all going to do the same thing at the same time mm -hmm. yeah really really important point thank you um so what's the so the technique you're going to um demonstrate for us which people anyone who's listening to the podcast there's a video version of this so um you can we'll put the links in and you can and you can actually watch it because it's better to to watch and and be guided um and and what what label does this have this specific um havening technique what would we call this Okay, I'm going to do affirmational. I'm going to do the collective affirmational. Okay. And just before I start, I'm just going to say I'm very passionate about toning the vagus nerve, which I would think you probably are, are into that as well. Yes. I am, uh, but you would know, you mind? Would, tone the vagus nerve. Yeah, would you mind just, just, just for listeners, just, just 
giving sure. us a very brief um, overview of what that is the, and what cliff notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. um, it's uh, the longest nerve in the body from the base of the spine down to the colon. And um, it has two parts, the sympathetic nervous system, which kind of sounds counterintuitive because that's the inflamed part of it. Um, and the parasympathetic, which is the relaxed part of it. And there are many things we can do. There's vagal uh, nerve breathing techniques, which I also do with people to get them sort of grounded before we start the havening. And I can do that very quickly. And, you know, there's things like uh, yoga, meditation, cold water on the face or ending mm -hmm. our shower with cold water that really helps to stimulate it. Um, walking in nature, singing. Singing is a yes. big one. And when I do the vagal nerve breathing technique that I've put together, there is actually a sound attached to it. I think Dr. Peter Levine came up with this, making the woo sound. Mm. Um, I would put self-havening in this category. Um, yeah, laughter. Laughter is really huge. Probiotics, and you probably can comment mm -hmm. on that much more than I can. Sunlight. Um, if you can't get the real thing, you know, do, which, do the best you can to yeah. put yourself in some bright lights. And, and self-havening, as I said, really fits beautifully in that. So what we're doing is we're, we're when we tone the vagal, vagus nerve, we are bringing it into a relaxed state. So we don't have inflammation in our gut. We don't have inflammation around our heart. Mm -hmm. And we don't have inflammation in other parts of our body. And what I, what I like to do before I start self-havening is I like to get the client to do uh, three intakes of uh, three breaths intaking through the nose but i like to layer it up with some other senses so you would inhale through your nose and choose the word calm because you want to inhale calm and give it a calm color mine is pale blue choose whatever you want and it would look like this you breathe in and you hold it for a couple seconds and as you exhale the exhale is longer than the inhale so it can be just a couple seconds longer but this time you exhale out the word stress so you want to let go of stress because stress destroys the immune system and you want to pick a stressful color to let go of that as well so it's just an inhale and then exhale but he adds a woo to it which i love so it would look like this and hold that as long as you can because the vibration also affects this part of the body which helps helps the vagus nerve so it's just yes. this beautiful win-win-win thing yeah, you know, I, love I love it i love it i'm gonna do it from the shoulders the cuff of the shoulders down to the elbows now when you're doing it to yourself you can carry on to the hands but because of cross-contamination i'm just trying to make it as easy as possible we're not touching the hands and we're not touching the face and most of us are clothed and we don't have things I don't think we have droplets on our arms I hope we don't so it would just be like this and it comes back up do you want to do it with me we'll have some mirror neurons going on here and this one is affirmational and I like to start with I choose to because I think if you start with I am that is sometimes a bit of a stretch for people because they aren't calm yet. Mm -hmm. they're, they're wanting to be calm. So I would suggest you do something like I choose to feel and then you add the word. Now, just to say, you always want to keep your affirmation stated in the positive and stated in the present. So it's not like I don't want to feel anxious because that makes you focus on anxious. You know how that mm -hmm. flips the brain the first time around. We, we can't... Um, change the negation the first time around so you would say something like i choose to feel calm 
and say it to yourself in a calm voice, you know, layer up all the senses that you can. I close my eyes and do it. And I just keep saying out loud, if you can, it's best to say it out loud. I choose to feel calm. I choose to feel calm. I choose to feel calm. Now you do that as many times as you need, and then you can move on. I choose to feel safe. I choose to feel safe. You can say, I choose to feel strong. I choose to feel healthy. I choose to have a strong immune system. I'm all about the immune system. I really think this, this really strengthens the immune system much more than, you know, a lot of other things can do because it's we're focusing on strengthening that immune system. And this would be a really good time to focus on big, beautiful, white, healthy blood cells. Mm. Not that awful image that we're being shown all the time about coronavirus, but just imagine some bursting, beautiful, white, healthy blood cells and focus on that. I choose to be healthy. I choose to stay strong. I choose to defend myself against this virus. You can create your own narrative. Mm. Just keep a, a very calm voice stated in the positive and stated in the present. Okay. So that is affirmational havening. It's very simple. Does it make sense to you or are there? Yeah, absolutely. You... And it feels like I feel really calm now. I mean, not that I was stressed before, but it is very soothing. And, um, and, and I think, as you say, it's something people can do anytime on their own or watching, yep. you know, one of your, your videos and being guided, guided along. And, and just a, just a, a quick question. If someone is, um, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe they are around somebody else or they're feeling a bit like they don't want to actually say the things. Can they do the technique and just say it in their head? Or does of it course. really need to be said no, aloud? No, of course, of course. No, it doesn't have to be said aloud. And a, another little technique I'll, I'll teach you because I'm sure many of your listeners, or hopefully not many, but some of your listeners are struggling with sleep. Oh, yeah. Um, I know I struggle with, I wake up in the middle of the night and this is a great havening technique to do for sleep. So just prop yourself up a little bit in the bed with a couple pillows. Mm -hmm. And I did this before the, the situation we're in. Um, I did just this part of my body, like I showed you, so shoulders to elbows. And I'll tell you why, because if you're wanting to get back to sleep and you're doing your face, it's just a little bit too much energy. You're lifting your arms and you're, you're sort of going up. And hands are good, but what's so fantastic about this is when you do this, you fall asleep. And you wake up in the morning hugging yourself because I've done it. And you're, you're just sitting there like hugging yourself and you've had this really great night's sleep. Oh, so nice. What, yeah. So what it looks like is this. You just do the same thing, self-havening, and you say, I am sleepy. Because you are. You are sleepy. It's just that you, something's woken you up. I am sleepy. I am safe. Maybe you're hot. So you say, I am cool. I am safe. I am tired. You want to give yourself the suggestions of where you want to go. Yeah. And I promise you, it fairly quickly, you will fall asleep. And if you're lucky, you'll wake up in the morning hugging yourself and having had quite a good, solid sleep. Because remember, you're downloading delta waves, deep sleep, mm -hmm. healing state. So you're already there. You're, you're pretty much there. Absolutely. And for your, 
for people that meditate, it's a really good precursor to medication, uh, to, to meditation. Yeah, so meditate, self, not medicate. <laughs> keep slipping out there. Do some self-havening to set yourself up for the meditation and then just relax and do the meditation and just try it and see it's you get it you get quite a very interesting result from it it's yeah. it's sort of like a hypnotic state that you're in by the time yeah you I love that and it's and thank you for sharing that because I think that you know even people who don't necessarily struggle with their sleep normally I'm hearing friends and people I know talking about actually at the moment I am struggling and of course that's understandable yeah. because of what's happening with our nervous system so anything we can do to um, to soothe and to put ourselves into into an optimal state is is great and and as you know if we aren't sleeping properly that affects our immune system so everything's having a totally. everything's having it a knock-on effect it's just this complete interconnectedness of all these factors and so get doing whatever we can do to keep ourselves in that parasympathetic state and soothe and and our nervous system calm is is really i think uh, a priority um, for all of us at the moment because I think sometimes we even if we don't necessarily feel hugely obviously stressed there can still be stress happening in the body the nervous system can still be excited so I actually think it's a good thing for people to do regardless you know breath work meditation yep. havening yep. all of yep. these things just doing them as regular practices um can be can be and we're talking about minutes you know we're talking about just a few minutes and and i just want to take this opportunity to say please teach your children how to do this please teach your relatives how to do this even older people they can really benefit from this because we're all not all of us but some people are very highly activated at the moment yes and it's just such a simple thing i mean if, if somebody's in bed you know struggling with the flu symptoms or the viral symptoms you know get them to do some of that even if they can just do their hands in a situation just it's self-soothing and it just yes. really helps the healing process it's yeah. a very very healing technique i love that i have all the i have a vision now of all these families sat there you know doing havening together <laughs> and all being like calm and soothed it's 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 lovely and it's it's you know i've done it myself I've used your your techniques um, for various things, and it it really does um, make a difference. And so I encourage people to um, to do that and to check you out online. And because I know you have various different um, videos and, and information yeah. out there, which is super helpful. So um, I'll put the details for everyone listening um, or watching if you're watching on video um, and into the show notes so that you can, yeah, so that you can access it and do this stuff for yourself for free. I hope it made sense to your listeners because they weren't actually seeing it, but I hope it does make sense. But yeah, yeah. I've got several videos on YouTube and I demonstrate it quite easily and yes. hopefully very clearly. So absolutely. Cool. And, and if somebody is, if you are listening on the podcast, the link for the video um, is in the show notes. So you can just flip over and watch it and also go onto Michelle's channel and have a look at some of those videos um, on there. So uh, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I love spreading the good word. My, my motto at the moment is let's spread healing and not the virus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is possible and um, it's powerful. So um, thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you for inviting me on. I really, really mm -hmm. appreciate it. Thank you.